0: My name is Rick Renner, and today I'm in St. Isaac's Cathedral in St. Petersburg, Russia, a cathedral that is simply magnificent. And one man gave 40 years of his life for the construction of this cathedral. It was the architect, and he is commemorated in metal directly behind me. And what is amazing is after he gave 40 years of his life for the construction of this amazing cathedral, he died one month after the building was consecrated. And today when people come into this cathedral, they don't even know the face of the man who built it. People see the marble, the malachite, the lapis, the gold, all of the embellishments. But it's important that we remember the man who designed it the man who built it and gave his life for its construction. Therefore, this statue has been placed in the cathedral as a memory of the man who gave his life for the construction of Saint Isaac's Cathedral. He should never be forgotten, so he's displayed here in metal. And by the way, the reason he's so large is because this statue illustrates the size of the immense angels that surround the dome of the cathedral where they are also gilded in gold. But when I look at this man, it reminds me that there are people and places and things in our life that we should never forget. When someone has done something significant in life or something significant for you, you should never forget that person. You should never forget those important moments in your life when God did something so precious and so faithful for you. We're told in Hebrews chapter 10 that we need to call to remembrance important moments in our life. The reason you have to call it to remembrance is because life gets busy and we forget. But there are some things you should never forget. And that is what I want to talk to you about today.
1: Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust. A message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick.
0: Welcome to today's program. And my friend, it is my last program for this year. I don't know what you're going to do on the new year, but why don't you spend a little time on the new year remembering every good thing God did for you In this year. And I want to declare to you that next year will be the greatest year you've ever had in your life. I pronounce that to you by faith in Jesus' name. In fact, you just ought to say out loud next year will be the best year. I've ever had in my life. Remember, Jesus said we get what we say, so make sure you're saying the right thing. And today is the last day that we're offering you our brand new series. I have so enjoyed this series called Never Forget. It's five parts. It deals with the things we should never forget. Memory is so powerful if you use it positively. But order yours today, and it comes with the study guide. When you read it, while you see it or hear it, you really get the teaching down deep in you. It just reinforces all of these scriptures inside you. And because we're beginning a new year, we're also offering you two other series. One is called Decisions. Are you going to follow through this time? It's about New Year's resolutions. You've made many of them through the year. Some you've kept. Some you haven't. It's time for you to make decisions, and this series will help you stick with them. And the other series is called Starting the New Year Strong, and of course, all of these come with a study guide. And this is the last day that we're offering these on the program. And we're offering you today on the last day of the year for our program, our autobiography called Unlikely, Our Faith-Filled Journey to the Ends of the Earth, there are me and Sister Denise seated on Red Square. Who would have ever imagined that Moscow, Russia would become our home and the primary center of our ministry? And from here, we're touching the rest of the world, including you. This is coming to you from Moscow, Russia. It is so unlikely. But if you'll say yes to God, he will do unlikely things in your life, too. And today during this last program of the year, you can become a partner with our ministry. And the moment you do, we'll send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone and Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. And please remember that if you need prayer about anything, let us know how to pray for you. Just give us a call or send us your email. And The moment we hear from you, we're going to release our faith and God is going to hear us according to Jeremiah 33, 3, and he's going to show you something mighty. He's going to move mighty after we pray with you. Amen. But hey, reach for your Bibles. And today we're going to return to 2 Timothy chapter 1. But I want to begin with a verse we started with this week, which is Psalm 103, where the Bible says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And when David wrote that verse, he was in a very low moment and was tempted to be depressed. And therefore, he knew he needed to speak to himself. He says, bless the Lord, soul. That's not just a pretty verse. He's speaking to his soul, which is where his emotions resided. He says, I need to get a grip on my soul. I need to tell myself to think right. He said, bless the Lord, soul, and forget not all his benefits. And then David began to rehearse All the good things that God did for him. Memory is such a powerful tool if you let it work positively for you. And today we're going to see that we need to never forget the people that have been good to you. You know, one day Denise and I were sitting together having a cup of coffee and tea and talking about our past. And for some reason we began talking about all the people that had done wrong to us through the years. And the longer we talked, ugh. The room became darker. It became solvent. I felt myself sinking and sinking and sinking and sinking. I said, Denise, what are we doing? Let's make a list of all the people that have been good to us. And I went and got a piece of paper and a pen, and we began to write down all the people that have been a blessing to us through the years, and it was pages and pages and pages and pages. So many more people have been good to us that have been bad to us. And we need to remember who has been good to us through the years. And when Paul wrote this epistle to Timothy, Timothy was in a very low moment because he felt like everyone had abandoned him. And so now Paul wants to encourage him. And listen to how he encourages him in 2 Timothy 1, verse 15. He says, Timothy, this thou knowest, And the Greek really means, of course you know this, emphatically you are aware of this, that all they which are in Asia be turned away from me, of whom are Phygelus and Hermogenes. Well, this is an amazing statement because Paul's most successful ministry was in Asia. It was in Asia. That he worked in Assos, Colossae, Derbe, Didyma, Ephesus, Hierapolis, Iconium, Lystra, Antioch in Pisidia, Miletus, Perga, Troas, Smyrna, Pergamum, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea, and so many others. Those are the places where Paul invested his life. But when Paul was arrested... And imprisoned in the city of Rome, suddenly he became such a hot potato. No one wanted to be close to him, and people that he had invested his life in, and that he always thought would be faithful to him begin bailing out on him, and he literally says all." they that are in Asia, be turned away from me. I don't even understand that statement because the word all, the Greek word pentis, means all leaving no one out. It is all inclusive. All they that be in Asia and all those churches that I've helped start and I've helped teach and I've helped nurture, they've all be turned away from me. Well. And turned away is a compound of two Greek words. The word apo, which means away from and implies distance, and the word strefo. The word strefo means to turn, to change, or to switch positions. When you compound the two words together, it is the word apo-strefo, which means to turn away from, to change positions on an issue, to turn away from and put distance between oneself and something else, to change one's allegiance, or even to reject. Where Paul says, those that I thought would have allegiance to me for the rest of my life, they have suddenly changed their positions concerning me. They've abandoned me. They've put space between themselves and me. I've been rejected by them. Well, Paul could remember how terrible this was. And he even named two of them. He said, Phygelus and Hermogenes, these were two Christian leaders that had been with him in Rome, and they were proud to be associated with him until he was arrested. And when he was arrested, they said, see you later, and they walked out on him. Wow. But then when you come to verse 16, he decides to remember something good. And that's what you have to do. You have to choose what you focus on. You have to choose what you remember. And notice what he says in 2 Timothy 1.16. The Lord give mercy unto the house of Anesforus, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. Well, Phygelus and Hermogenes and everybody else seem to have abandoned him. But here is one that was faithful. And Paul chooses to remember him and to mention him and to focus on him. And listen to what he says, anesphorus. First of all, the word anesphorus is a Greek word which literally means one who brings a benefit. This man had brought a benefit to Paul. He was a blessing to Paul. Even his name means one who brings a benefit. And Paul says he was not ashamed of my chain. And that word ashamed describes one normally that would be disgraced or embarrassed. One that was ashamed, red-faced, his face is flushed red because he is so embarrassed. Or it could depict one who is embarrassed because he has mistakenly believed a big lie or one embarrassed because he put his confidence in the wrong person or the wrong thing. Or Paul says, a nesphorus stuck with me. He knows his confidence in me was right. He's not ashamed of me. He did not believe a big lie. His confidence was not misplaced, and he's not disgraced and not ashamed of my chain. And the word chain literally describes his handcuffs or his manacles. Paul is in prison. And to be affiliated with Paul means you also could be arrested and be imprisoned. But Onesperus was such a faithful friend that Paul says in verse 17, but when he was in Rome, he sought me out very diligently and found me. This is astounding because just to seek Paul out could have meant he would have been imprisoned and Onesperus could die for his faith. But he loved Paul so much, he stuck with Paul. He says, he sought me out. The word sought the Greek word zeteo which means to seek to search to look for intensively it is the very word for an investigation it denotes an intense and thorough searching not a mere surface investigation but to search thoroughly and exhaustively Paul was so deeply imprisoned that Anesphorus said I'm not going to stop until I find him he searched and searched and searched and searched Paul says very diligently a translation of the Greek word spadazo means to do something with eagerness, to do something with diligence. One so diligent and energetic that he puts his whole heart into the task, which tells us Onesiphorus was not going to stop until he found him. And Paul says, he found me. And the word found is the Greek word kurisko. It's where we get the word eureka which means when Anasuerus finally found the apostle Paul and where he was in prison for him, it was a eureka moment. Eureka! I found him. It means to find or to discover. It depicts a moment when one makes a surprising or conclusive discovery, a eureka or euphoric moment. He was simply euphoric because he found the Apostle Paul. And Paul said, hmm, I may have been rejected by a lot of people. But hey, I choose to remember one who was not ashamed of me or of my chain. And who sought me out very diligently. That is amazing. And in verse 18, he writes, The Lord grant unto him that he might find mercy in the Lord in that day. And in how many things he ministered unto me at Ephesus, thou knowest very well. Wow. Then we go to 2 Timothy 4, verse 9, where Paul continues to describe his situation. And listen to these amazing words. Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. That word diligence, again, the Greek word spudazo, which means to do something with urgency. Urgently, make urgent action to come to me. To come to me quickly, the word quickly is a form of the Greek word takus, which means move your feet as fast as you can get here swiftly. Why? He says in verse 10, For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed to Thessalonica, Crescens to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. But notice he says, Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. Well, who is Demas? Demas was a Christian leader who was very closely associated with the Apostle Paul, and he was with Paul in Rome, working with Paul until Paul was arrested, and then he abandoned Paul. This demon, Demas, was so notable in the early church, he is mentioned in the same verse with Luke in Colossians 4.14. It says, Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you, Luke, And Demas were on the same level. But now he has abandoned the Apostle Paul. In fact, the verse says he has forsaken me. And listen to this. The word forsaken here means to walk out on someone, to leave someone in a terrible condition, abandoning a person at the worst possible moment, to leave in the lurch, deserting a person in the most terrible way. It conveys the idea of complete abandonment. It was the equivalent of saying he could not have chosen a worse way or a worse moment to do what he did to me and he did it because he loved this present world. The word loved is the Greek word agapeo the word which normally describes our love for God. Now he is agapeing this present world. He's had to make a choice I'm either going to love the Lord or I'm going to love my own life. I'm going to love the Lord or I'm going to love the world and Paul says he has chosen to agapeo to love This present world. And the word present, the Greek word noon, describes the now world, the present world, the current world, the word world, the Greek word "ionas," It describes he loves this age more than he loves his eternity with the Lord. Then Paul says in chapter 4, verse 11, only Luke is with me. Now that is amazing. Only Luke is with me. Here is another faithful friend. He's choosing what he's going to meditate on. Rather than focus on the abandonment and the desertion of Demas that he experienced, he says Luke is right here. Luke was a physician. And of course, Luke was a great Christian leader. He chronicled the Gospel of Luke and the book of Acts, and he traveled with the Apostle Paul, and he was a physician, and he was so committed to the Apostle Paul that he went wherever Paul went. And if Paul was arrested, he of his own accord went to prison with Paul. There is no record that Luke was ever arrested. But when Paul was in prison, who was with Paul? Luke. Here is one that had been faithful. To him through every situation, all the way to the end. And then he adds, Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. Who is Mark? This is John Mark, the son of Mary, the nephew of Barnabas. And it was this same John Mark that Paul had a conflict with Barnabas over. In Acts chapter 15, and in fact, the conflict was so terrible that it ruined the relationship between Paul and Barnabas. Barnabas went one way, the Apostle Paul went another way, and this was a bad early experience with Mark. But now at the end of Paul's life, this young man who had so ruined his reputation has totally restored his reputation. The young man that Paul wanted to do nothing with now he needs and says even, he's profitable to me. For the ministry, he'll bring a benefit to me. And this is good news because it means if you've ruined your testimony earlier in life, you can turn it around. This is the story of a young man that ruined his testimony. But at the end of Paul's life, that's who Paul wanted to see. He said, bring Mark because he's profitable to me for the ministry. Then when you come to 2 Timothy 4, verse 12, he says, Tychicus, have I sent to Ephesus? Verse 13, the cloak... That I left at Troas with Carpus, when thou comest, bring with thee in the books, but especially the parchments. This word cloak is a Greek word which describes a traveling cloak, but one that is especially used in foul climates. The Apostle Paul knew that winter was coming, and his conditions in his prison were so terrible, he was requesting warmer clothes. He knew what he was going to face. And he said, also bring the books, the Greek word biblion, the plural version. He's referring to Old Testament books. He wants to read the Word of God because he still has time to read. And then he says, but especially the parchments. The word especially in Greek is the word melista. It means especially, most importantly, the parchments. These were parchments upon which he was going to write letters to people that he loved. He still had time to communicate, and he wanted to write letters to people that he loved. Then finally, when we come to verse 16, he said, at my first answer... That word answer, the Greek word apologia, really means his legal court trial. When I stood in court and I was being tried, no man stood with me. That is amazing to me. After all the people he stood with in life, when he needed them, he said, no man. In Greek it is Udes, absolutely no one stood with me. Stood is a Greek word. means They, they did not step forward in my behalf. He looked around. And when he looked around the courtroom, they had all walked out, and he was there by himself. He says, all men forsook me. But wait, wait, wait. Rather than focus on that, what does he say next? He says in verse 17, notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me. And that word stood, the Greek word peristemi means the Lord stepped forward in my behalf. Paul is choosing what he's going to think about. Well, everybody just... disowned me. They all walked out on me. But that's when the Lord stepped forward. And what happened? He strengthened me that by me. The word by is the Greek word did. It means through me I became his instrument. That by me, through me the preaching might be fully known and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. The word delivered. The Greek word rule my which means to rescue, to deliver, to snatch, or even to drag out of danger, to save just in the nick of time, which means the Lord came through for him. Now, Paul is sitting in prison, probably also thinking about his own future, but he's ministering to Timothy, who is afraid and who is hurt because people have been unfaithful to him. He says, Timothy, you think you've been through something? All of Asia forsook me. People walked out on me. They left me in the worst possible moment. They couldn't have chosen a worse way or worse moment to do what they did to me. But hey, I'm not going to focus on that. I choose to think about how the Lord stepped forward in my defense. I choose to think about a nest for us who sobbed me out very diligently until he found me. We have to choose what we Remember, and rather than remember all the people that have been bad to you and all the people that have hurt you, put all of that on pause, get out a piece of paper and a pen, and begin to make a list of all the people that have been good to you. You need to remember the good people God set in your life who've been kind to you throughout your life. I'll be back in just a moment, and I am going to pray for you.
1: As you ramp up the year and begin to think about the next, it's time for you to pause and remember all the good that God has done for you in the past 12 months. If you're struggling with fear about your present or future, you're just forgetting all that you've already victoriously walked through in your past. And just as God was faithful to you then, he is faithful to you now. In this five-part series, Never Forget, Rick Renner will remind you of the power of never forgetting. God's goodness to you in the past. God's goodness he is already showing you now. How to build markers to help you remember all that God has done for you. You'll be so thankful you took time to hear this powerful series that is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $10. And because it's the end of the year, we also want to offer you Rick's two series, Starting the New Year Strong and Decisions. You'll learn how to make the rock-solid decision to stick with your New Year's resolutions and to start the New Year strong with new No regrets. These can be yours starting at just $10 each, study guides included. We're also offering you Rick's autobiography, Unlikely. This true life story that is filled with teaching will encourage you to launch out to begin your own unlikely adventure of faith. This beautifully bound book can be yours for just $25. Don't miss this special offer. The series, Never Forget, Decisions, and Starting the New Year Strong. And the autobiography, Unlikely. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
0: Hey, friends, this is Rick Renner and Joe Renner. It is so good to be with you, Dad. Joel, I always like to be with you. You know what I'm excited about? What? This project we're working on. And what is this project? This is our new Moscow TV studio. This is the slab, and they poured the concrete yesterday. I was amazed. They poured from morning to the end of the evening because the slab is so enormous. And on this slab, they're about to put up the walls in two weeks. And finally, when it's finished, there's going to be a studio for me where we're going to produce up to five different programs, a studio for Denise, offices where we're going to receive calls and answer letters and minister to people's needs. And Joel, we even produce our programs, not just in Russian and in English, but in a whole myriad of languages. It's amazing. It really is. Praise God. People are hungry for the word of God. And I believe we'll be able to film and produce many programs so people's lives can be filled with the Word of God. You know, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 21 says, the lips of the righteous feed many, and I really love that verse. I believe that verse describes our assignment. Our job is to feed many people, but we can only do it because of partners like you. And when we call you a partner, we really mean you are a partner. We can't do this by ourselves. WE DO THIS IN PARTNERSHIP WITH YOU. AND TODAY, WE WANT TO SAY THANK YOU. AND WE'RE PRETTY EXCITED ABOUT THE NEW SLAB. SO WE WANTED TO SHOW YOU. AND NOW THE WALLS ARE GOING TO GO UP. AND BY THIS TIME NEXT YEAR, WE'RE GOING TO BE PRODUCING PROGRAMS RIGHT HERE. AND THANK YOU SO, SO MUCH FOR BEING A PART OF OUR GIVING TEAM. I really hope when this program is over today, you get a piece of paper and a pen and make a list of all the people that have been good to you. And you know what? You ought to pick up the phone and call them and thank them for what they've done for you through your life. People have been good to you. You need to remember them and you need to say thank you to them. We need to never forget people that have been good to us. How God has been good to us. You need to use your memory correctly. And that's why I want you to order this series. And today is the last day we're offering it called Never Forget. And it comes with a wonderful study guide. And today is the last day that we're offering these two series, which are intended to help you start your new year right. One is called Decisions Are you going to follow through this time when you make New Year's resolutions? And the other series is called Starting the New Year Strong. I know you want to start the new year strong. This series will help you to do that. And today, on this last program of the year, we're offering our autobiography called Unlikely, Our Faith-Filled Journey to the Ends of the Earth. Oh, I want you to read this. Not because I just want you to hear our story. I do, because I believe our story will encourage you. But it's filled with teaching. And the teaching and the story together will encourage you to begin your own unlikely journey of faith. God's just waiting for you to say yes. But I want to pray for you. Father, thank you so much. This has just been a remarkable year. And again, I declare by faith, next year is going to be the best year we've ever had in our life. Say it out loud. Next year is going to be the best year I've ever had in my life. Lord, we declare it and we take it by faith in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Let us know how to pray for you. And until I see you again, remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a King is, there's power.
1: Renner Ministries is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ through every available media to the uttermost parts of the earth. Discover the many ways you can help us make a difference in lives around the world with the Word of God. We invite you to partner with us in teaching, strengthening, and rescuing lives for the glory of God. Together, we can make a difference that will last throughout eternity.